You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. I have to make a podcast on one particular topic, which is the politicization, the politicalizing, the politics of the coronavirus, or as has become gauche in current times, COVID-19, dude, COVID-19. Or if you're a Trumpster, you mean that damn near Chinese virus? Yeah, we got a lot of that Chinese virus now. We got, oh, don't you believe we got more of that Chinese virus in the United States? Yeah, my my wife just died and three of my children last night of that Chinese virus, but I don't believe it. It's still a hoax, I'm telling you. And the Chinese, they're not giving us all the information. They got a lot more of that Chinese virus up their sleeves than they're showing. United States is probably dead last in the number of dead people. What? I'm dead? Shit. I just died of the Chinese virus. Well, it's still a hoax. And so I wanted to talk about the fact that that our president's approval ratings seem to be going up while he keeps appearing uh, deranged on press conferences and spends half the press conference uh, lying and overstating the success and greatness of his hideous being and attacking violently and hatefully reporters that are actually quite excellent and good at their jobs. I, I think it shows that there's a sad, demented chunk of people in this country, large chunk, who refuse to admit when they were dead wrong, such as in voting for that scumbag, but also... Like, look at the scumbag himself. Look at how he's refusing to admit that he's wrong. Um, he's saying, I saved a countless amount of millions of lives by shutting down China, by being the 45th country to shut down travel to China, by being so fast that we were 45th in the world. I saved all the lives you could imagine. Thank you, sir. Oh, and that bit about me saying 15 cases and it'll go away? I was joking. Come on. You took it out of context. (laughs) And a bit about it being a hoax. I meant the media was hoaxing me with the way that they phrased the hoaxation of the hoaxination. (laughs) Of course, everyone knows that, don't you? Yeah, we know it. Everything you say, we already knew before you said it because you're saying what we're saying. Fuck niggas. Yeah, Trump's the greatest. And fuck women, too. Grab them by the pussy, right, honey? That's right, sweetheart. You can grab my pussy any day. I'm a Trump woman voter. I love being molested. Hate those niggas. And definitely want all the faggots killed. Also, go COVID-19. It's a hoax, so let's have fun with it. <laughs> oh, shit, I can't breathe. Anyway, these people are human garbage. And I think what's funny is if you go on Twitter and all that and they talk about how hostile Twitter is and how hostile social media is and they go on and on about it. Do, 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 do. And really what you find out is it's easy going, man. Everybody's trying to be nice and lovey and everybody's trying to be sweet. What are we talking about? Look, if you voted for Trump and you're still standing by him during this, you're human scum, you should truly be decapitated. We should take you to an electric chamber and kill you immediately. Let alone what we should do to the to don't get me started on what we should do to our government. Coo, 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 coo. 
I mean, let's be honest. We, we you know, he, we didn't impeach him. We tried real hard to impeach him. He should have been impeached. And he's continuing every day, he gives a press conference to give you 78 valid reasons to impeach him. Robert Mueller failed completely in his assignment. We should impeach him or execute him, Robert Mueller. I say, let's go get him, lynch him. Anyway, at the end of the day, this isn't about love or being kind or being forgiving. This is about scumbags doing scumbag things, justifying it with lies, and it's costing lives. And uh, we're talking about an epidemic that could have been prevented more than it was because of incompetence and evil and politicization of the whole matter. Uh, And then they turn around and say, the Democrats are trying to make it political. What? No, no, no. The Democrats were actually seeing a problem and saying, sir, why aren't you handling it? Because you're trying to set me up with a bad thing and I'm worried about the market. All we got to do is play that video of Trump saying, I don't want to take those people off the cruise ship because then the numbers will go up. I like the numbers where they are, you know, and the numbers will go up and we didn't do anything wrong, but it will look like we did because the numbers go up. So look, that is two things right there. Number one admits that he should, he's scum. He's not a human being, but number two, he admits that if the numbers go up, it, it, it makes him look bad, Right. So now the numbers have gone up a little bit. He was worried about that, making the numbers like 45. Okay, we're a little bit beyond 45 now. We're up to like over 100,000. We're like 130,000. We're like leading the world. So anyway, he admitted back then right on tape that if the numbers go up, he makes them look bad, but he didn't do anything wrong. Well, guess what? The numbers went up a little bit more than 45. So maybe he did a little something wrong. Maybe. Do you think it's possible? There's a slight chance that the head guy might have done a little something wrong because he was worried that 45 would imply he did something wrong. Well, what about 450,000? How's that going to make it look? That you, you must have been great. You did everything perfect. You were the 45th country to stop travel to China. That's all we needed. Thank you. We should all bow down before you. Thank you so much. Look, anybody protecting this this incompetent president who's been a boob the entire time, his one claim to fame was the, was the economy. It's gone into the toilet. Um, you know, they just created this bill that really is a slush fund for corporations as usual, handing out meaningless checks to people that are, well, they're not meaningless to the people, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a pittance. And you think about the way they, they, the Republicans in the Senate tried to hold up the last package because they didn't like the increase of $600 a week in potential unemployment compensation benefits to people because they thought it could set up a system where people wouldn't work because they could just collect this money. They were worried about laziness of people. Well, at the same time, they're giving billions of dollars again to corporations with no restrictions on what they can do with it including they can fire employees and grab all the profits i mean and and change their whole business structure however they want and not worry about people with all this money given to them i mean i don't like the fact that we that we vote for a man because we think he knows how to handle money it's falling on it's falling apart all of that the monetary the whole country the debt has gone up everything because he mishandled the virus the, the, of course we'll have even more of a debt well how do you think they're going to the republicans in particular are going to want to cover that debt cutting entitlements like social security 
I mean, I consider myself about three years from retirement right now, assuming they continue to offer early outs in my, my agency. And yet, that's not soon enough because in three years, my benefits are going to be slashed so low that I won't be able to retire because they're going to take from Social Security and cut Social Security to pay for all of this uh, enormous corporate buyout, bailout that they're doing again because of the virus. And, and I, I think we live in a country where the rich people protect the rich first. I know we do that. But also, we have a lot, way too many millions of very, very stupid people whose interests are not being served, who somehow would rather vote for an evil, horrifically terrible person like Donald Trump and put him in office because they don't read and don't understand reality of situations. Now, they know who's smart. Like, someone might say, okay, that person's intelligent. And they're telling me Donald Trump's a bad person here and they're setting forth all this information. But they're saying, I choose not to believe you because Uncle Jim and Philip Ted and my husband and my, oh, this person and that person, they just have their guns and their belief in no abortion or whatever other issue is the issue of the day for the, for those people. The, 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 their belief in a, in a uh, reality TV star. And that's it. And I'm just going to listen to these people I know, even though... I know that you, you, and all these other people are way smarter than these people I know. I know that you have a lot of literature and reading material that's well vetted, that's researched in front of you, showing me that we're all wrong. But I'm not going to look at it, A, because I'm lazy and don't want to read, B, because I might not be able to read it, even if I did. But mostly, C, because Uncle Joe and Aunt Phyllis and whoever the hell else is around me is telling me the truth, and I believe them. And I'm just going to sit in my little hole here as the virus circles in on us all and comes in to get us, and I'm not going to believe it. And look. It's one thing to say this was all Democratic hoax and it was set up and as the numbers grow and to say we're still – people are actually arguing that China's not being honest about their numbers. We're not number one. What the fuck difference does it make, jerk off? Who cares? Who cares if the United States is actually still only number two in the world? China's numbers got to be at least twice that. They got 160,000 cases. Come on. You know they do. I mean, you know, does it really matter? Look, at the end of the day, um, we could have done a lot more sooner. And, and, and I know this personally, firsthand, as a federal employee. I was doing it sooner in the office that they were making me go into during a pandemic. It took them a good 10 days before, uh, after I had decided on my own from reading things and understanding this is very serious. I need to be, I should be working at home and I need to be socially distancing myself from everyone. I started doing that in my life a good solid 10 days before the federal government that runs my agency, which is all they just listened to Trump, decided to actually say, you know what, maybe we should do this thing. And then even after they did it, Trump saying, well, I'm going to lift, lift it at Easter. We'll all go back. What's he talking about? As the numbers continue to climb, people keep dying. They're putting bodies in the backs of refrigerated trucks. They don't know where to stack them. I mean, and he's talking about sending everyone back to work because he's worried about the economy. Well, of course, he's extended it now to the end of April. It's going to probably go beyond that. But that might be about right. We'll see. I mean. If, if this distancing works, it could start to come back down. It says, when's it safe to go back out there? We'll have to wait and see. We want to turn the, the, um, the cases back around. In my particular area, they're going up right now. Now, um, they went up 61 cases. We had 158 in my county. On Friday, it went up 61 cases. Saturday, then it went up another 46 yesterday, Sunday. 
but the 46 is 15 less than Saturday. Say maybe that five, I mean, 15 case uh, drop uh, means something. It might be an anomaly. It might go up uh, 80 cases today. Maybe people weren't testing on the weekend. I don't know. But um, I know that my particular township that I live in now has uh, two reported cases. It might go up uh, in an hour. Who knows? Uh, the township that I grew up in, where my father still lives, who's 80, he's going to be 83 in a couple of weeks. They now have four uh, cases. These are reported. I know Sewickley right next to me over here, they have four cases. Uh, so it's it's everywhere. The point is people thinking, what? You got it in your township? And it's like, did you really think <laughs> there were 90 cases in the Pittsburgh area, which there are in the city area, um, but the surrounding townships and stuff weren't going to get any? I mean, Green Tree doesn't have any reported cases yet, but they're tiny. Um, but are we all going to move to Green Tree? Is that what we think? It's got safe borders around Green Tree. Green Tree, is there some sort of electrical fence, virus-free fence, that fencing that they put in years ago that goes up to the clouds that we're not aware of? So that it keeps, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's amazing how um, political people are making this and how pedestrian people are thinking about it. It concerns me. Case in point, there was this Michigan doctor who made a video on uh, YouTube about cleaning any packaging that you bring into your house. He made an excellent point, which is a point that I made on my podcast long before he made that video. Um, but and, and then it is this. You can stay home while you want, but you got to eat. And so to eat, you've got to go out to the grocery store and bring groceries into your home or have food delivered to you. But either way, you're going to bring in stuff from the outside. And to, that means that that stuff was touched by other people. And so you want to sterilize it to be safe because it's one thing to have your home clean and be home in it and be secure. You're not going to get the virus then. But eventually you have to go out and you could get it then or touch things so you could get it. Touch things that came from the outside world so you could get the virus. So he showed about how to clean it. Well, he was taken apart, people ripping them off because they're afraid and they're stupid. And they want to pretend like he was stupid. But all he was was doing something that we all should be doing um, because it's common sense. Uh, you know, when, you, when you're bringing in objects, when, A, here are some facts. A, the virus can live on surfaces. That means surfaces of objects. You know, if you can get it from touching a doorknob that someone touched that was infected or had it, you can get it from touching a bottle of ketchup that someone touched who had it, right? It's just common sense. It can live on objects. You don't know how soon it w recently it was touched. If you touch that object, you could be then have it on your hand. And if you touch your face, your eyes, you could ingest it, have it taken into your body. So it lives on objects. Food and products and anything you bring into your house are objects <laughs> that it can live on. They were out there in the world, and you don't know who touched them. You don't know the status of the hands of the people who put them on the shelves. You don't know when you're shopping in a grocery store if someone picked it up and looked at it and put it back down, and that person had virus on their hand when they touched it. You don't know. Um, and so anything that you bring into your house from the outside world potentially could have virus on it. Now, how potentially? Oh, it's probably a lot slimmer 
than uh, a lot of other uh, places because if you're in an office setting or something, that person just touched it, maybe just went to the bathroom. So there's a, there's a time element here where a product on a shelf, maybe no one did touch it for five hours, maybe a day, maybe two days. Uh, uh, but you know that, for example, a delivery guy who brings you something from Amazon, he puts a cardboard box down, he just touched it. He put it down in front of your door. It was touched by him. You don't know the status of that delivery driver. Look, we have Giant Eagle grocery store employees now turning up positive for the virus. And they worked at five different locations, three different employees. I'm sure their numbers are going to go up with everywhere. Don't you think that meatpacking places are going to have people that have gone to work with the virus? Look, all just because we're saying these, these services are necessities like food delivery and, and medicine, it doesn't mean that the employees who get to keep working then aren't going to get the virus. In fact, because they're out there in the world working amongst each other, they're probably going to get the virus. So the people that are providing us with these necessary items during this time that we're all at home are probably going to get sick. And some of them are going to touch the things we're being provided with their sick hands and basically be providing us in our homes that are otherwise safe with virus. That's going to be happening. Okay. It's just common sense. Now, I saw Dr. Fauci yesterday do a number of interviews, and once again, I like the guy very much, but he's not convincing at all when he addresses the two most important things that I think smart, careful uh, Americans right now are concerned with, which is uh, what is the status of this virus in terms of its airborne capability, and what is the status of this virus in terms of how long it actually can live on surfaces? Because we all can avoid people and stay six feet away from them. And if it's about thicker particles that, that they sneeze or cough out and, and then they drop to the ground, those particles, we all can avoid getting sick, right? It would not be hard. This virus would not be spreading to the high degree of contagion that it is. If the only way you get sick is from kissing someone, being near, touching someone, or, or having them sneeze or cough on you, or even as Fauci talked about, having them cough into their hand and then shake your hand. I don't think most of the people that continue to get this virus day after day as the numbers skyrocket in America are shaking hands. I really don't. I also don't think they're standing within two feet of a coughing person or sneezing person. I really don't. I think that the numbers are escalating to this degree because of the touching of objects and the breathing of air. I mean, that is why it's so highly contagious. But I also think that Dr. Fauci wants to be careful about not having everyone panic. So I saw him asked uh, by the Daily Show host, Trevor, whatever his name is. I don't watch the show much, but it, he is pretty good. Um, he's not John Stewart, but he's pretty good. Uh, Trevor Noah, is that his name? I don't know. I'm making it up. Uh, I saw him interview Fauci and uh, directly ask these questions because he's smart. You know, Trevor's smart. He gets to the heart of the matter. He specifically asked him about the airborne status because this is what people do care about. Like, you know, do I have to wear a mask? I mean, how much do I have to clean down things? I mean, how, how paranoid should I be about getting this shit even when I'm secluded from the world, you know? When I go out shopping, could I breathe in an air that someone, if I step into an elevator, this is what Trevor said, uh, could the air be in there still with the virus in the air that I'm breathing in the elevator? Now, here's how Fauci responded to both those answers. He didn't say no. That's the most important thing you have to understand. He didn't go, no, that would not happen if you stepped into it. That cannot happen. And about objects, he didn't say no. You don't have to worry about cleaning off your packages or groceries. What he said was, sometimes it could, the smaller particles, they can be in the air, but that's not majorly how it's spread. 
Well, okay, that's not how most viruses are spread. He's right, because most of them don't stay in the air very long and they get to that fine aerosol. That doesn't happen most of the time. But these same doctors, including Fauci, say we don't know for sure about this virus. Like, we don't know for sure if you'll build up an immunity once you get it once. Although he pretty much said, I, I, I would almost guarantee that if you get it, you'll be immune because that's what happens with virtually every other virus that existed. So there's no reason really to believe that this version of the coronavirus would be different in that regard. So he did kind of guarantee that if you get it and you get through it, you'll, you probably won't be able to ever catch it again. But he didn't go that far and guarantee at all about could it be in the air? He didn't go that far about what about packages? What he said about packages is, I don't, you know, you don't, that's not so much how you get, you don't have to worry that much about packages because it could stay on there for a little bit. He said it could stay on there for a little bit. Well, that's all you need to know because at the same time, he said it can live on, he said very clearly, it can, we know that it can live on metal and plastic surfaces for at least three hours. That's what he said. There have been other studies and reports that it can live on cardboard for up to 24 hours. And there are other reports that it could potentially live on metal surfaces and plastic surfaces for longer than three hours, including that one cruise ship where they got everyone off. They found it on things that were on the cruise ship something like three days later or something to that effect. So there, there's, there's not a lot of certainty about how long virus elements or cells or whatever the hell it is, the virus can live on surfaces. There's not a lot of certainty in there. And Fauci did nothing to clarify that certainty. He said three hours and he said packaging, it could stay on there for a little bit. He said, but that's not how you're going to really get it. You don't have to really. So he poo-pooed worrying about breathing the air and he poo-pooed worrying about touching objects that are delivered, but he didn't poo-poo shaking hands or touching a doorknob. And I ask you this, or, or plastic surfaces that it might be on. I ask you this. If it could be on a doorknob because someone coughed into their hand and touched the doorknob and he's not poo-pooing that, why would he poo-poo someone coughing in their hand and delivering you a package or shelving an item that you that in a grocery store? Why would he poo-poo that? He, I don't know. The logical connection there is missing, Dr. Fauci. I, I would have grilled him further on that question, but Noah respected his answer, moved on. He had a list of them, or Trevor, whatever the hell his name is, Trevor McGee. I, <laughs> Black Englishman Trevor, who talks a little bit like this. No, he doesn't. I can't get his accent right. Anyway, I, I, I think I would have pressed further uh, to, for the consistency that I don't see there between his concern for being touching things that people have touched in terms of doorknobs when you're in public versus his lack of concern for touching things they have touched in a store that you're bringing into your home then, you know, I don't think that here, here's the thing though. If it really is true that generally speaking, it only lives for a few hours, then you'd have to think that if, if someone touched it in a store or someone shelved it in that store, the odds of you picking it up and putting it in your basket. So therefore touching it and putting it on your hand uh, inside of that range when it lives are probably slim. And uh, if you bring it home and wash your hands, it's going to die on that object before you touch it again, hopefully, as long as you finish putting your shit away and then wash your hands. So 
But if it's a refrigerated item, see, refrigeration can keep the virus alive longer. So, I, I, you know, if you're putting it in the fridge, maybe it was just getting ready to die, but you put it in the fridge. And um, as far as delivered items, again, I think those are potentially dangerous because you don't, you know, the delivery person just touched it. Okay? It was delivered. So unless they were wearing gloves that were sanitized or something like that, uh, you don't know how long they ago they this person you don't know if this person was sick you don't know how long they might be touching other objects they're delivering things they're using their hands all day they're touching all kinds of things so you don't know what if they had virus on their hands whether it was from themselves or someone else so when they're delivering your package you don't know if it's on there so anyway these are legitimate concerns even if Fauci poo-pooed them, he didn't say no to them. So I think better safe than sorry, especially since what we're seeing on this virus now is deaths of famous people. Just today, a um, young-looking, although he did look overweight, he probably had some health issues, I don't know, but a young-looking uh, congressman died uh, of what's believed to be uh, coronavirus-related uh, complications. It wasn't confirmed yet, but it's believed to be. And his mother was also a congresswoman, and she confirmed he just died. So we have a famous country singer who died. We have John Prine, the musical artist, who has it, who hasn't died, but he's very old. So we have some people of note now getting it and dying. Um, we have the uh, a 54-year-old woman. What was she? Shit, I'd, I'd have to look it up again. Some governmental uh, authority figure from New York. Now, she had had cancer before and been through a lot of treatments and had a lot of reasons to be extra vulnerable to it. But she's 54. She didn't look bad still. She died from it. So we're, we're getting some cases. They're not all Tom Hanks who get it and it's bad, but then they get better. And they say, we're better. Thank you. No. One of these days, we'll probably get a famous celebrity or someone die from this. I mean, I think that the country singer counts. I don't like country music. I don't know his name, but some people liked his music and like, wow, he died of the coronavirus. It was a big deal to them and they were probably trump voters since they like country music and they probably probably hopefully that would open their eyes a little bit more to the fact that trump is a dummy who was wrong on this and he's continuing to be wrong on this and we need to be careful for ourselves because we can't trust the head of our country and and his and his people to do anything other than what serves him and his interests so as a result we have to look out for ourselves because no one else is now some of the states are looking out for us, and some of the local governments are. So we can trust government at certain levels. But here's who we definitely need to trust is the media. And the idea that the media is shit and the media is the enemy of the people and the fact that every press conference Trump, keep, Trump keeps attacking them, hopefully. I don't understand why his numbers keep going up other than people are scum. And they're watching that and somehow enjoying him attacking the media why? Because they're bringing us bad news. They're bringing you news you don't like. So because you don't like the news, that's why Trump's attacking them. He wants everything to be about how great he is. He wants everything to be good news for him. He wants everything that helps the market. So the news about the virus is bad for him. It's bad for the market. So therefore, it's fake news. Any bad news is fake news. Hey, he's been consistent with this, at least, ever since he's come on board. Anything that's reported that's true, that is unfavorable to him, is fake. That's his modus operandi. So he's doing it now with the virus. Now, the virus is important to all of us. We all care about this, and we should want the truth. And we should look and see people dying and see the cases rising and see it happening throughout the world. This isn't some conspiracy in America. This is a pandemic, a global pandemic. So all we have to do is look and realize 
This isn't fake. This isn't a hoax. This isn't America. This is the world. And it's happening here in America. And it's happening bad here in America. And from that, we can say Trump's a lying scumbag. I will never believe him again because he called it a hoax. He said it was going away. He's still attacking the reporters who are the only people bringing to us this crucial, important information that might save our lives and the lives of those we love. So please, at this time, you must, if you're sane and don't deserve to be executed, and I'm not kidding, I would round up all these people and kill them. I don't want them in this world anymore. Anybody who's attacking reporters right now, anybody who's trying to take down the truth tellers, the people who are bringing us the information that could very well save our lives and the lives of those we love, they're the ones getting to us the facts. It's obvious now. They're not liars. At least on this issue, unless you're a moron, you must accept that the media is all we got. Because Trump is telling us lies, and you see him attacking the media. And if, you're, if you like him more from that, you need to go get a knife and do Harry Carey immediately. Or swallow a bunch of clomidine or whatever medication he incorrectly said was going to work. Swallow it and die like those people did, that, that husband and wife team. The wife survived, her husband died because of Trump and his stupidity in saying uh, that a drug was uh, uh, favorable. I saw a guy I used to like and watch on YouTube for keto, the ketogenic diet, <clears throat> Dr. Eric Berg, who's not a doctor, by the way. He's, he lets everyone call him Dr. Eric Berg, and he's a fucking chiro- He was a chiropractor. He's now just a dude in, in Wisconsin who sits at home and makes money off his videos and goes to conferences about the ketogenic diet. But he still enjoys for his ego that people call him Dr. Berg. Dr. Berg's the greatest. Oh, please tell me, Dr. Berg. Well, Dr. Berg made a video saying clomidine or clomidine or clachidine or whatever the fuck the, you know, the uh, malaria drug was or whatever. The, I forget what it's used for. Not malaria. Maybe it is malaria. I don't know. Whatever it's, it's a drug normally used for. Uh, but uh, there's some testing that shows, and I saw Dr. Fauci just yesterday answer this question too. Uh, is it effective? And it's like, no, we're still in the very early stages. There are some harmful side effects. There's some research that shows it could be promising, but it hasn't been approved by the FDA yet. And until it is, you know, you don't want to sell anybody any false hope on anything. And also you don't want people taking it without, you know, knowing the safe dosage and how to take it. So he just, you know, put the chill on all that with common sense, obviously. That's all common sense. But Trump's like, it's there. It's going to heal the world. Let's go get it. Hey, people died from it. That's okay. They were a hoax. They're not really dead. Hey, I'm Trump. I'm the greatest. It's all great. Anyway, at the end of the day, you know, we should be concerned with getting the truth. And it's not Trump that's going to tell us the truth about if that medication works or not. It's the media. And what do they do? They ask the right questions of people like the right people, like Dr. Fauci, not Trump. He's not the guy to ask about, is this medication any good? Is it going to work? He doesn't know. He's just going to sell bullshit. That was a perfect example of it. Another perfect example. Look, he's given the American public who's not an asshole, anyone who doesn't have their head up their ass, all you got to do is watch the news right now and see him and know, wow, that guy is not my friend. That guy's not looking out for me. He's looking out for himself and his rich buddies, okay? That's why he cares about the market, for himself and his rich buddies and his ego and whether or not you know he's viewed as the greatest president ever. And that's all he cares about. And as he continues to attack media, just asking him, legitimate questions quoting back to him things he said and he calls them liars as he reads directly from a transcript that's on video of word for word what he has said and he says they're lying and misstating it and taking it out of context and all this garbage 
anybody that that deserves to be alive, to, that deserves to still exist on this planet, can see that and know that's garbage, and know that he's out, and you know no one should vote for him again. He's out. He's completely. He might as well be Martin Sheen in the film version of The Dead Zone, holding up a child on a stage as a human shield to protect himself from Christopher Walken's bullet. Okay, that is how that book ended. That's how the movie ended. That 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 psychic Christopher Walken knew that the the politician played by Martin Sheen's character was going to go on to end the world and do nuclear bombs and start a nuclear war. And he knew that from it because he was psychic. So he determined that he had to kill him to prevent him from destroying the world. He was shot and killed in the process of trying to kill this candidate. But when he was up there and he took his first shot, Martin Sheen's character grabs a child and holds it up as a human shield to try to shield himself from the bullets. It makes the front page of Time magazine. His political career is destroyed. So an excellent job of writing uh, and story development uh, by Stephen King. Excellent book ending. Yes, the lead guy dies. It's tragic. It's sad. But he achieves his purpose. He, he dies a martyr without having assassinated anybody or killing anybody, but by trying to kill him, got evidence of what a scumbag he was, ruined Martin Sheen's political career, saved the world. So that is what is happening right now without bullets being fired, without anybody trying to kill Trump. The bullets are the questions from the media. The bullets are the facts of what is happening in this country from this virus. The bullets are the president's own words that he has videotaped and sound recorded and transcribed and written in articles verbatim quoted that he has said about this virus in the past month compared to what is happening now. And the bullets are his own words now in his denials, in his arrogance, in his obscene attacks on people simply trying to get the truth out to protect the American people from a deadly pandemic. So what we have every day he does a press conference is the cover of Time magazine with Martin Sheen holding up a baby. What we have is the president holding up his ego, making a fool of himself to the disgrace of this nation, disrespecting the lives of everybody in this country, disrespecting the knowledgeable people who actually were trying to tell them the right thing to do long ago that he ignored. Um, and w- what we have is all we need to know that this man is out. This man is a clown. This man is a disgrace. This man should be impeached tomorrow. This man is an embarrassment. And anybody who can't see that clear as day, every time you watch just one of those press conferences, is out too in my book. And I don't care about love and I don't care about forgiveness. They've crossed the line to me. Uh, I don't care if I call them stupid and that offends you. You're stupid if you don't call them stupid now because these people might cost you your life. And if you would rather die but not offend a stupid person who's still supporting Trump, then you better go on and do it because at the end of the day, you're stupid too then. And what we need in this country now more than ever is smart people get the respect they deserve. What we need right now more than ever in this country is that people that are actually trying to work hard and do their jobs, including journalists in a time of crisis, need to get respect. Uh, Instead of talking all about first responders still, who in my mind is police and 
firemen, those who the first responders are. Yes, and emergency technician uh, uh, people as well. But the people that are really doing the hard work right now aren't even ambulance drivers and emergency personnel, although they are. But it's primarily the health care providers, okay? So let's not talk about saluting the military and the troops. Let's not talk about first responders and the firemen and the police officers because they're not really the ones doing a damn thing right now to help this country, okay? They always do their job. Good for them. But I'm tired of sucking dick of everybody except like some of the smart people let's not talk about the guys with guns now let's not talk about the macho guys that run off in their uniforms to do something they get enough praise let's talk about the people that went to school and read and learned let's talk about the people who studied in other words anybody that's far away from trump as you can get because that guy hasn't read a fucking book since he was in kindergarten and even then he had the teacher read it to him okay so let's talk about Who are we really giving credit to right now? The smart people. So let's not use the term first responders because first responders equals macho guy in a uniform, hotshot people that run off and risk their lives to do heroic things. First responders equals the guys that girls want to fuck and all the guys that get laid all the time. First responders equals carry a weapon or a big hose because it's a phallic symbol. Look, let's talk about intelligence, intellect. Let's talk about those people. People that went to school for nursing, people that went to school to be a doctor, okay? Those are the people saving lives right now, the people that are putting their health on the line. And one of those doctors makes a video about washing off things that you bring into your house, a common sense video that was hard to watch because people don't want to be that afraid, but it's reality. And he was taken apart by Jojo Beans, people that... (laughs) It's a phrase my dad used to use. Jojo Beans. He's a Jojo Bean. <laughs> he just acted like a Jojo Bean. A Jojo Bean, a jagoff, a dummy, an idiot, a fool. So, uh, you know, let's respect the people who are cautious and are into health and safety and medicine. Let's let's respect the scientists who study diseases. Let's respect the hospital uh, medical pr- professional people who save people from illnesses, who work with this. And let's get the, the numbers right. Let's respect the governors of the states who have shown from the beginning that they're trying to get, you know, to, to actually listen to those people and to do the right thing for their states despite uh, ridiculous uh, decisions being made at the federal level for so long. Uh, and continuing to be made, the slow reaction that's literally cost lives because this is a, a race against time. And what every a disease a specialist that you can watch on television, Fauci and all the others, has said is wherever you think you are, you're already a, a couple weeks behind. This is the way diseases work because the, da- the data that you get that you can make decisions based on is old by the time you get it. There's so much more out there that's developing that you're unaware of, and you won't be aware of it for quite some time, another week or two. So you're all, anything you, wherever you think you're at, you're a couple weeks behind. And that's the way diseases work. And you have to get ahead of the curve. You have to think ahead. You have to take steps before they're needed so that when they become needed, you're ready for them. You have to predict worse than will happen. It's called conservative thinking. The Republicans should love this shit. It's running your life the way they do. They hoard things, including their money, all the time. You know, they, 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 they. So being careful is being conservative. Uh, shooting for 
you know, doing the ultimate is, is talking about protecting yourself. It's what everybody does with their finances when they're rich. So they ought to be doing it with their health now. And the good news is maybe, maybe we're doing it. Maybe we're doing it now nationwide. It looks like, uh, Bozo's turned the corner and he extended the, the social distancing guidelines through the end of April. So, uh, that's a good sign. Um, here in Allegheny County, our cases have gone down the last two days now. There were 25 confirmed cases in the county from yesterday to today. We'll see if they shoot back up tomorrow. Maybe a lack of testing. I'm not sure. But two days in a row they've gone down. So maybe we're uh, getting somewhere here on our front. hope things are going well wherever you are as well. And um, at the end of the day, um, stay home, stay safe. Um, if you do get groceries or deliveries, uh Bring them into a safe place on the floor somewhere where you're not going to touch them. Get everything out, clean them out, put them away, wash your hands, and uh, and let the boxes or anything they came in sit there for at least a couple days and then throw them away or put them out on your porch or front porch or side porch, wherever you got. Let them sit there for a couple days, you know, um, before you throw them away and touch them again. That's the way I would handle everything for at least the next couple weeks. And uh, wait and see how these numbers go. And if everything starts to calm down, maybe we can, you know, in a month um, or two, start to crawl back into our regular lives, lifestyles. And we'll still get it. It's going to be around. You know, people will still get it. People will still die from it. But hopefully it won't be the explosion and you'll be less likely to get it. And it'll be less contagious. And who knows? We'll just hopefully we'll get some drugs that are effective between now and then. Uh, it'll take a long while for a vaccine. But the point is, the more we can slow this down and slow the spread down and the explosion down, the more time we get to develop remedies against it so that when we do start to go back out in the world and people, including older people, do get it again, there's more of a chance they can live through it. And uh, and hopefully uh, it, we won't hit another explosion and another uh, contagion again, uh, another period of contagion. A second round. I hope that doesn't happen, you know, I mean, but that's why they're going to keep us in lockdown mode for quite a while because of that fear. I mean, you really want the case numbers and the contagion overall to go down a lot so that when you send people back out there, there are going to be more cases, but you don't want it exploding again. And uh, that's why you have to be very, very careful in how slowly you restart uh, the economy, Mr. President and uh, the business world. You have to be careful because you have to make sure that um, you're not uh, killing people when you do that. And my theory is when Trump's ready to send us all back to work, he goes first. He has to go live in New York City for a week and go walk around and go into Trump Tower and just live like a normal president would in New York City, though, for a week. Uh, he can have all his security guards and all his secret service and all that around him. But he's got to go out every day and be like we all have to do, ride public transportation with his, you know, with his secret service with him. But he's got to do all the things all the rest of us would have to do if, we're, if we have to get back out in the world. And he does that for a week. And if everything's okay, then we'll all follow his lead. Okay? That's my suggestion. Let's let the head cheese, if he's going to be so brave for the sake of the economy, he can... Lead by example. Why not? Why, why, don't we, uh, why don't we see a positive example from this guy for once? Let's see him do something positive, you know? And if he's going to put our lives on the line, you first, Mr. President. You first. All right. I hope all of you take care. And um, I'll be talking to you soon. I love you. 
Yabba da boop bop.